Into the Black is a style of diving, and uh, the title kind of reflects that style of diving that we do at night. Um, we drift in open ocean and try to attract different types of larval uh, fish and things that are developing in the pelagic state before they actually settle to the sand. And, um, you know, to try to photograph those guys using light, they look completely different when they're in the pelagic zone. Uh, so we, you know, try to photograph those subjects and, and kind of discover what's, what's in that zone. The Verde Island Pass, or the VIP, is uh, known to have some of the highest biomass on the planet. So I wasn't uh, aware of that until I actually visited the place in 2006 for the first time to see it for myself. And once I had done that, I couldn't wait to get back and dive there again and again. And it's become a real true obsession. And, and that has actually uh, caused me to move to the area and um, explore on a more regular basis. Yeah, the, the gear that we use uh, to produce this, this talk um, into the black in this style of diving, we, we developed specifically to dive at night and for safety reasons because, you know, it's dark, first of all, at night. Plus, you're in open ocean. Um, but it's, it's difficult to do these dives when you're harnessed. So what we do is we developed a downline, which is 100 feet long, and have um, woven into this downline four separate bays with lights on them. And we, we drop those into the water and then prepare for the dive with our usual scuba gear and cameras. And then uh, as we drift in the current, we tend to, those lights tend to attract the larvae. We drop into the water and then drift in, in open ocean, somewhere between 60 to 70 feet, and um, try to stay with the line, in theory. But sometimes there's wind and you might get separated and so forth, but the light is always there as a beacon to draw us back, like it does the, the pelagic uh, developing eggs and, and marine life. Well, there's no bottom. So you can be over uh, thousands of feet of water, which is really the ideal area. Uh, the depth and the drop-off zones are where we really want to concentrate on because those are the kinds of areas that trap the larvae and force them to, uh, to develop. And then once they begin to float up and out of those areas, uh, you know, in theory, we're supposed to be able to see, or hopefully we'll see, more abundance of, of these developing kinds of uh, subjects. So am I working with researchers for this? Not directly, but they, I do have some people like at the California Academy of Science involved uh, amongst some others that we use as a resource to try to figure out what it is that we're looking at finding and photographing. Um, at this point, it's not a real uh, big research program. Uh, moreover, as, uh, as kind of a, a personal uh, journey. And um, it's, it's new to the area, so you know, exploring the area on the sand is one thing, and the reefs, which are really abundant in the area, are another. But, you know, there's that pelagic zone that we really want to explore. And for me, it's really fascinating. I've spent a lot of time diving on reefs and on the bottom. And, you know, I've seen subjects uh, cast spawning. I've seen things laying eggs. But, you know, what happens to those eggs after that? So it's really kind of the next stage of my... Uh, of my personal exploration is to just get out there and kind of look around and see what's there. It's definitely a, an interesting area of not only uh, research and photography, but just to, to dive out there at night. It's very exciting because, you know, there's basically nothing around you. Yeah. It's a 360 degree environment uh, where you're not touching anything. 
and it, the only thing that you can see is what's directly in front of your, your lights, uh, what's being illuminated by the light on your camera and on the downline. So, uh, you know, a lot of times you can't see very far because it's pitch black and you only see what's, what's there. So it's very close work. You know, you'll see something swim towards you and uh, there's no depth of perception. How big is it? You know, it's, it's really, really interesting. Well, um, I have to say hairy frogfish is my favorite. You know, it's a benthic subject. Uh, they're very pretty, very beautiful, uh, aggressive, um, yet very, they're, they're kind of a passive aggressive subject. You know, they're able to draw their, uh, their prey towards them and then use very fast gape strike speeds to uh, just overwhelm their subjects and, and eat them uh, and sustain themselves without even moving, you know. So uh, for a subject that's very small, they're very interesting and, and uh, command a lot of respect. My primary objective for exploring this is really um, one of photography. Uh, I, I love marine life and, leave, and I love marine animals um, and to make creative uh, photos out of them is, um, is really a challenge because you have a different type of environment than you would like on land. You have a lot of different elements working together. But also in the marine world you have uh, behavior, really interesting behaviors and, and the bottom is always changing in different areas. So you could see a specific subject um, over and over or dive on the same dive site and you know those, those subjects are gone replaced by others uh, and, and all of that's just to me is very fascinating not only on the reefs but particularly on the sand open sand flats where you know these particular animals spend their whole lives